0: Welcome to the Girls Gone Bible Podcast, where followers of Christ are equipped to walk confidently in their new identity. Hosts Monica, Christiana, and Dev come together to have honest discussions over relatable topics while remaining grounded in biblical truth. The intention is for you to be encouraged, enlightened, and empowered through scripture and the sharing of personal stories. In a world gone wild, rest in the truth of Jeremiah 17, verse 7. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him.
1: Hey, welcome back. This is Christiana.
0: This is Dev.
2: And this is Monica. And Dev recently tweeted a tweet that made me think that we should cover this topic. She said, So many parents and churches fail to lead simply from not answering the question why. Here's one of many examples. How many churches parents have said don't have sex before marriage without offering any evidence as to why? Because I said so mentality is 100% ineffective. And I think that that's a, you know, we know the obvious reasons, pregnant, unwanted pregnancy STDs, but there are so many emotional reasons and spiritual reasons that just don't get talked about. And I think half the people preaching these things don't even know the reasons why. So I think it's a very important topic for us to discuss.
1: Yeah, I really like that. Um, And I feel like someone who grew up in the church myself, I did experience a lot of that kind of mentality. Um, And as I was thinking about this topic, the story that came to mind is the story of the woman who was caught in adultery in John 8. And so I'm just going to read starting in verse 3. And it says, the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground, and as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to cast a stone at her, and once more he bent down and wrote on the ground, but when they had heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, "No one, Lord." And Jesus said, "Neither do I condemn you. go from now and sin no more."
2: So I think that's really important because I see all the time people talking about how women or men, but I, I see women get it more that if they've if they're not a virgin, that they're ran through or that they're broken, all these things, and you know this story right here is a testimony that God redeems us. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I mean, you don't, like you said, don't sin anymore. Once you know the truth, you have to flee from sin, but there are so many people who have different lives that they were living before they were saved or have messed up after they were saved and, you know, are working on changed behavior. And I think that that's such a terrible mindset for people to have because you know a lot of people just give up they're like all right well I'm already broken so why don't I just continue doing this what's the point
1: right yeah I do think that is true and I think another thing unfortunately that has come about by this this kind of thinking in the church is that some sins are looked at as worse than others and some like so if you have sex before marriage it's like oh that's way worse than lying or gossiping or something like that but all these sins are the same in god's eyes and so when we start to make one worse than another then we get into this pharisaical attitude of oh i'm not as bad as they are and that's something we see in this story is all these men bring this woman and they're like she has broken the law well what did jesus say he said if you broke one law then you've broken the whole law and so he knew all of you are just as just as sinful as she is and she hasn't done anything that you haven't done just because her sin is different doesn't mean that it's less or more than yours. Mm -hmm. And so in that he said, I do not condemn you because he knew that condemning her wouldn't save her. It wouldn't help her like find the truth. And so that's what they were trying to do was condemn her. And um, Jesus said, neither do I condemn you go and sin no more. And so the church should focus more on go and sin no more, but with grace and not this condemnation the spirit of if you're not a virgin then you don't have value and that's a lot of what i've seen especially towards women it, i mean it does it's with men too but not so much and i think that's also a big problem
0: yeah when we create you know this hierarchy of sin that's entirely man made like you know we that's when pride starts to take root in our hearts and so that's when we get to that point of oh well look at their sin, like they're just doing terrible things. And it's so easy to do that, to elevate yourself over other people thinking that you are morally superior because your sin is different due to that man-made hierarchy that we um, are so quick to create in our minds. It's definitely normalized the, the sin scale that we've created, but ultimately, you know, sin is level at the foot of the cross so it's all the same in his eyes and i've seen a really really nice imagery of that um, where like it's like a chart like a graph like a like a column graph i don't know what you. i think like there's a name for that but i don't know and it's like you know different levels like some are higher than others but then it says from god's point of view and it's like from a top view and all you see are squares like if they were columns, So I like that because that's a really good imagery for me. I'm a very visual person. And I was like, that is so good because it is entirely true outside of blasphemy from the Holy Spirit. But, you know, Um, it is interesting. And it's a little bit different subject than necessarily talking about why versus because. But it is a really important one that seems to blown up on Twitter lately because I went, you know, I tweeted that the whole... You know, we don't explain the why, we just say because, and that is completely ineffective and inefficient. Doesn't do anything. And then, you know, soon after that, you had tweeted um, the tweet about was it the tweet, your little metaphor with cars that started? No, that-, that came after.
1: So oh, I said I honestly don't even remember how it started, but I just said, being a virgin doesn't make you more valuable, and not being a virgin doesn't make you less valuable. And that's pretty much all I said. And people have been coming for me ever since, mostly men. <laughs>
0: it's crazy how much the Twitter sphere is the manosphere is mm-hmm. like shouting, screeching about virginity, which is funny because most of them probably are not themselves. So it's a double standard and very hypocritical, anyways. And you should never listen to hypocrites because this is stupid too. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's so funny. It's been a blown up conversation. And obviously that shows how important that it is because there's so much controversy over it. There should be no controversy over this. If you are a believer in, of Christ and scripture, like there should be no controversy. This is very black and white. Obviously, you know, in a perfect world, we would all be virgins until we got married. However, we live in a hypersexualized society. And again, I think it connects to we're not taught the why. We're just told because. You know, don't have sex because I said so, or don't have sex because the Bible says so.
1: Right. Because why? Right.
0: And yeah. Christ Himself, like God Himself, explains so much to us if we're willing to dig, but. Oftentimes it's when we're younger and we're not being poured into, we're not having truth poured into us. And, you know, you could give an argument for virginity outside of religious, you know, people think that it's just a religious thing. No, it's not. I mean, it's wisdom. Well, truth is truth. It's subjective or it's objective. Sorry. Truth is objective. And regardless if you believe or not, there are valid reasons why you shouldn't do it because there's so many aspects as to why it's bad i mean it's wise to wait and there's no condemnation for those who don't because typically those who don't wait it's a lack of understanding of the why
2: yeah and i think just to add on to you know what we were talking about before We're made new in Christ. So to say that a virgin is any better than someone who, you know, had premarital sex and then changed their ways and repented, we're, we're made new, you know, I think it's just crazy to even act like you're, you need to identify with your past, you know, um, but I think that, you know, we can't be confused either. I think this is a good transition into what you were just saying, Deb. is that there are all these reasons that, um, we need to talk about why premarital sex is harmful. And yes, all sins are looked at the same. If you break one law, you break them all. But in first Corinthians, Paul says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore honor God with your body. So this is, you know, the only sin that, that is against our own body. And that's where these obvious consequences come from unwanted pregnancy abortion stds all those things like these are things that they're direct consequences whereas other sins you might not be able to make the connection this one you absolutely can
1: right i think that's something good to note too is that um all sins have the same consequence eternally But Mm -hmm. on earth, there are different consequences for different sins. So like this one in particular, there's a lot of physical consequences that come from it. A lot of emotional pain, a lot of mental pain can come from this too. So it's not even like you said, it's not even a religious, a religious issue. It's more so just like having wisdom and understanding how men and women work and how we're supposed to relate to one another and the way that God designed us innately to need each other. But also if we go outside of that design and try to work around that, we're ultimately going to end up damaging ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, not to the point of like, oh, you're damaged goods, Like, but you can hurt yourself significantly.
0: Yeah. Anything outside of God's design leads to destruction or chaos mm-hmm. or confusion. Mm-hmm. So that is 100% truth. And you can't escape that whether you believe it to be true or not. It is reality. <laughs> And like you said, the consequences are, they look differently here on earth. And the obvious, you know, consequences are some that you guys already named, like, you know, unwanted pregnancies, like that can happen. And abortion is something that happens due to unwanted pregnancies. And that's a whole nother beast in itself. And that has its own set of consequences on top of consequences. It's kind of like a snowball. And then there's other ones that aren't talked about as much like statistically couples who live together and have sex before marriage end up engaging in less frequent sex when they're married in the first few years of marriage. That's an interesting statistic that who, who do you hear that from? Who talked about that? Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's a reality. Like these are things that happen and people I think are uncomfortable with talking about that because they want to live in the comfort of the sin that they're engaging in mm-hmm. because it's so normal. I think it's because it's so normal, they don't want to hear anything counter to that, even if it comes directly from scripture.
1: Right. Well, just because something is normalized doesn't mean that it's acceptable.
0: Right. We're called to live counterculturally. I mean, from the beginning of time, anyone who has laid down their life to follow Christ has experienced resistance culturally. And it's just a fact like it's no one has ever been like, Oh, I'm going to follow Christ. And then been like, I fit in now. Like that just so <laughs> It doesn't happen. And right. if that's what you're looking for, if you're looking for validation and being liked, this ain't the path for you, my guy. It's just not, but there's so much more. I don't know. When you put your identity in who Christ says that we are and you do follow that path, it is so much more fulfilling. You don't even need that external validation anymore. Mm -hmm.
2: I had people coming at me the one day, because I said something about how there would be a lot less poverty without premarital sex. And people were like, poverty doesn't come from premarital sex. It comes from people having too many kids that they can't afford. I'm like, Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, and most of those people aren't married, you know? And I think that there's just, there's just this snowball effect that people don't realize like, yeah, you know, a half hour of sex with somebody that you don't, want to start a life with, is it really worth bringing a child into this world that you can't afford, that you can't take care of, that you don't want? Um, I mean, look at, look at all the fights we have about abortion. Obviously there are people, you know, there's a small percentage of people who they did not consent to sex and they got pregnant. That's a different story, but like to focus on the people that chose to have sex before they were ready to have a child, There's a direct, direct consequence. You get pregnant if you have sex. Mm -hmm. It's just how it goes. Um, So like, that's a huge one. But the emotional aspect, I think, especially for girls that we don't teach these young girls, it is like, I hear people say stuff like, well, you don't want people to lose respect for you. Like, you don't want to be called a slut. And I'm like, that's not even half of it. These girls really think that if you sleep with a guy, he's going to love you because if a girl sleeps with a guy, she feels so much closer to him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you end up liking him even more. Whereas a guy, a lot of times it's the opposite. They sleep with a girl and they're just kind of like, "Oh, okay, like we hadn't, if, if they hadn't built a connection before, Mm -hmm. it's rare that it comes after that. It does happen, but it's very rare. So these girls get their heart completely broken because they're attached to this guy. They've given their body to him, especially Mm -hmm. if they lost their virginity to him. And it's just this, even though it didn't work out, they go and repeat the cycle thinking like, okay, this time this guy's going to love me. And a lot of times it's because they feel like that's all they have to offer. And the way our world is right now, it's so obsessed with sex. Sex is everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's on billboards for these little kids to see it's in every movie, every TV show. I mean, Netflix, like I'll watch shows that like made for teenagers and they're having sex. Mm -hmm. They're like 15 in these shows. And so it's just everywhere. And nowhere does it talk about the emotional repercussions that can happen.
0: Yeah, they don't. They romanticize sex when sex outside of marriage is not a romantic thing. It's not. It is extremely destructive and painful especially for women. And I like that you made the point a lot of the girls are the ones who get attached and the guys are not. And there's reason for that. We are created differently. You know, we are not equal in the way that we were created. We were designed Entirely differently. I always, I will preach this some the day that I die. But we are like two complete different beings. We might as well be different animals altogether because we're just not the same. And men are literally wired to conquer. Like that is why, you know, as much as I hate this term, okay, I hate when guys say this, but there is so much truth in it that I can't even be mad about it. But I've heard so many guys say women are the gatekeepers of sex, and honestly, we kind of are. Like we get to decide if we're going to allow ourselves to be, to give ourselves away or not. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, guys should have to work for it. We would have so much, a better, imagine a society where women did not have sex until they were married. I'll tell you what, there would be so many more people married. And a lot of guys, you know, they would say, oh, well then guys would just get married to have sex which i mean yes is a possibility but why would you marry a man that you know only wants to have sex right. i mean there's got to be more to it than that like right. that that's a whole nother layer and to why that. wouldn't he
2: at least go after a girl that he wants to be married to and not right. one that's just like like a lot of times they sleep with somebody or even date somebody for years because they're just like oh well this is simple right. you know i don't have right. to put work into this
0: There's always going to be from the beginning of time, you know, sin has always been a thing and there's always going to be women out there who are willing to give that, but that doesn't mean that you have to be right. And it doesn't mean that you're more, you know, that you're better than them. It just means that you have different priorities and that's okay.
2: Right. And I think like the hard part for a lot of girls and guys too, is that, If you tell the average person, no, I want to wait till I'm married to have sex, they'll be like, yeah, nobody does that. You're never going to find somebody to wait. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not normal, quote unquote, at all. So people get very discouraged because they're like, well, no one's going to date me. No one's Mm going to be with me. And the reality is, if someone wants to be with you, they're going to wait. Mm-hmm. And if they're not waiting, then they're not the person for you. Like right. it literally doesn't, doesn't I know. matter. You have to be strong in your convictions and mm-hmm. respect yourself and have the confidence to say, I have way more to offer. And if you don't see it, then get lost.
1: Right. Well, well, I know. I a actually had a... Sorry.
0: <laughs> you ahead. can go ahead. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, I know a handful of girls who are Almost ashamed of the fact that they are virgins. And I'm like, no, you should be so proud of yourself for not allowing yourself to be given away to just anyone. You know, you should be proud of yourself for the fact that you value and respect yourself enough to uh, resist until the right person comes around. That's not something at all to be ashamed of. And the right man is going to love you for that reason. You know, I, my own life is a testament to the redemptive quality of God, like I, you know, made the mistake of giving myself away too early and I was manipulated into it. And I was very, you know, I was, I had an, an abusive home and I didn't have risk, like self-respect or self-confidence at all. I was beaten to the ground. And so I was so desperate for any crumbs of love. Like you said, a lot of the girls, they just want it's a false sense of love. And it's not, it's not real, but it's the closest thing that a lot of young women feel to love and experience. And so when you don't have a healed heart, when you have a wounded heart, it'll lead you there. And that's not to say that that has to be your life forever, because, you know, eventually when I got older, I got to the point where I made that decision. I'm not doing this. Like I have tried doing it my way. It doesn't work. I'm going to start aligning, living with integrity, aligning what I say that I believe to my life, like my behavior needs to reflect this. And so I'm going to start trusting God with my actions. And so, you know, dating was interesting because I was like upfront with every person I went on a date with, like, Hey, just so you know, I'm waiting until I'm married to have sex. So if that's a problem, you can go ahead and leave. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to waste my time and I'm not here to waste your time either. So let's just get this out there. And some guys would be like, oh, it was a mixture. You would have the guys that were like, oh, well, that I can't do that. That's weird. Fine. That means you're not the one for me. It's very simple. But thanks for letting me know so we don't waste our time. And then there's the guys that'll be like, oh, well, I love that. I totally respect that. And then time goes on and come to find out they really can't handle that. Because Mm -hmm. they want to give into their flesh, which is fine. Cool. You let me know who you are. Cool. That's fine. We're not going to work out. And, you know, Jeremy met me and that's exactly why he pursued me because of those values that I had. And he loved that. And he was in the same place in his life. So if I just want to dispute that lie that is so common about, oh, well, you're not going to find somebody or nobody's going to be okay with that you know, Jeremy, it's always funny to hear him like laugh at guys on Twitter who say stuff like that. He's just like, these boys don't even know. (laughs)
2: Right. (laughs) No clue. And they're the same guys who like, you know, end up divorced or whatever, because they pursued a girl just because they were quote unquote, sexually compatible, which is, I I think is a topic we should touch on because that's so many people's arguments. How do I know if, we're sexually compatible. Do you guess we parts? have sex?
0: Do you got the part? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. What I was and that's, Do you but have the That's parts? the thing. Then like, you're sexually compatible,
2: my guy. <laughs> you can tell if you're sexually compatible with somebody by giving them a hug. Do you feel something? Do you feel chemistry? Like, then you're sexually compatible. You're probably sexually compatible with like
0: most of the world. You
2: know. The thing it's-
0: is, is if you had never had sex with anyone else, then you wouldn't have anything to compare it to. The whole sexual compatibility bull crap is only a thing because people have things to compare it to. So they They want a specific, I don't know, feeling or specific, mm, kink or something specific that they're looking for to be a good sex, you know, qualified as good sex. When in reality, like if you had only had sex with one person, you would have nothing else to compare it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So their
2: brains are warped by porn too. like a lot of people, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like to the extreme. And if you it comes down to communication, like you can be, quote unquote, sexually compatible with someone that you're dating and then get married and then years go by and you're not sexually compatible anymore because you don't have communication
1: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and
2: even people you may think you're sexually compatible with somebody and they don't but they're too afraid to speak up so i mean it comes yeah. down to boundaries and communication and and all these things
0: that's right. the whole thing i i think is the communication because even if you to find out you're not sexually compatible in the sense of oh well this isn't as good as the sex that I've had before, which I've seen a lot. It's like it's it comes on to communication, learning what your partner likes, figuring it out together because it's something that you can get better at and ask any couple who's been married for years and years and years and years. They will always tell you nine times out of ten, that their sex has gotten better as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Like it should be getting better. Like it should get better over the years. Like if your sex is the same 10 years from now that it was when you got married, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like you should be improving in that area. So it's like, people think it's an area that you can't grow in or can't learn. How do you think these hoes got so good at sex in the first place? From <laughs> doing it all the time. I'm just <laughs> saying like <laughs> practice my guys like it's with
1: anything yeah and something too is that god does not create bad things and so the whole Mm -hmm. like i'm not sexually compatible with this person i'm like okay god designed us in such a way that you're not supposed to have sex until after marriage that means you're supposed to feel like make a connection with someone based on their emotions and their character and like everything else about them everything that actually matters and then that comes after because it's, it's a good thing. Sex is a good thing. It's a beautiful thing that God created, but it isn't supposed to be the foundation. Like that can't be your foundation. And so if that's your foundation of your relationship, it's going to crumble. And that's why God said, don't do this until it's the right time, because you're not going to make it. Like if you make this the whole thing, if you make this your priority and your identity, eventually you're going to lose that because our bodies change over time. Like, people get older we lose attractiveness like if you don't have an emotional connection with someone and a connection to their character and their values they are as a person aside from their body and their sexuality like you're not going to make it because there's no way that you can keep up that bond once some attraction might go away and obviously it's supposed to increase over the years as you are married to someone and you form a bond with them but if you don't have a strong foundation like a strong connection emotionally and spiritually then that's just not gonna it's not gonna pan out for you and it's
0: just design yeah i like that you point that out because it is not the foundation and if sex is the foundation of your marriage yeah you're gonna you're gonna experience some turbulence because the only thing outside of christ is a false foundation like it's just gonna like the wolves like in the little pigs like the house is just gonna come down like it is not going to withstand the test of time well when you're not married
2: it's like yeah you could have a relationship based on sex and it can work perfectly you know you watch netflix together you have sex you have a great night whatever but your sexual compatibility is not going to get you through things such as the loss of a child or a parent or financial struggles, all these things that takes exactly like Christiana, you just said character and emotional intimacy. Those are things that make a marriage last. And sex is absolutely an important part of marriage. Like without it, you know, people really struggle. You need sex in a marriage. So it's not to discredit that, but it cannot be the foundation. That's not going to get you anywhere. That's one small piece of the puzzle. And you, you know, people on an unconscious level, I think in relationships will let things slide because the sex is good. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, "Mm, I was annoyed about this, but I'm not going to bring it up because I want to have sex tonight and that's just going to ruin it or whatever. And I know people might do that in marriages as well, but like in a dating relationship, I think a lot of things you push away because the focus is the sex. And there are certain things about them I've, mm-hmm. I've had friends say this to me they're like i'm like wow your relationship sounds like it's not so great like what are you getting out of it and they're like the sex is so good and i'm like okay well that's not gonna last
1: okay. mm-hmm. well i had a friend actually i was talking to a very close friend and he said that he was telling me a little bit about how he had made mistakes in the past in this area and he said i just felt empty after every time yes. like i felt so empty even if it was fun he was like yeah. i just felt so empty and that was never fulfilling for me and so then mm. i had to tell myself that it was enough and like get my focus back on god because even though he's like even though i was doing this and it was it felt good in the moment like i never felt fulfilled from that and kind of getting back to what Deb said about waiting till marriage he said to me he was like I just don't trust women because I don't feel like they are going to wait for marriage and I said do you think that because nobody does it and he said no it's because I've heard it three or four times and so it's really sad that we have this cycle of people giving up what they say is their conviction when it's actually just a convenience for them mm-hmm. when they're not in a situation when that could be taken away from them and they are just like oh yeah I'll wait till marriage unless you know like if if you have to say I'll do this unless something happens that is not a conviction that is a preference, and that's something that you're just saying. And so getting back to that identity in Christ and saying, this is my conviction, and I'm going to stand on that until God brings the right person into my life and until I have that marriage bond and, and I'm doing things in God's order because mm-hmm. then it will work. God, he, he lays it out very clearly and says, this is the way, this, this will work. If you do it my way, you will be successful. But if you don't right. do it his way, Sure, you can make it work for a little bit, but like it's ultimately Mm. there is so much more possibility of it failing because you're just not following his design.
0: Right. And I think what it comes down to mostly is just get to know Christ, get to know him, work on that relationship with him because that's that, you know, you don't even necessarily have to be convicted per se, but knowing him and trusting him, despite your personal opinion, your personal feelings saying, no, I'm going to live according to what Christ says, because I know his heart for me. I know that he wants the best for me. I know that he wants me to live abundantly, that he wants me to have good relationships and a healthy marriage and awesome sex. And he wants all of these good things for me. He is not telling me these things to keep things from me or to make my life boring. Like he does this because he loves me. So I think, you know, always getting to know God better is going to lead you there initially. So I think a lot of it is just leading people to Christ himself, because when you develop that relationship and you get to know him, that's when you can start to, I don't want to even say trust him because honestly, You have to take the steps of obedience to really develop that trust. I feel like I feel personally, because I know that when I start to obey in faith, not necessarily, I don't even want to say trust, but like, all right, like for me, I was like, okay, I I'm so done doing things my way because it leads me empty. It it leaves me empty. And I love that word you use because that's exactly what I was going to say at that exact moment. I'm going to say, it will leave you feeling empty. The sex can be bomb. It can be phenomenal. But at the end of the day, like you're going to be left empty. Just- I
2: was going to say, we forget that it's a narrow path. And that's the, you know, when people are dating, they're like, I've been on 50 dates and I can't find someone. And I watch these other people. Well, they go on two dates and find someone. I'm like, because they don't have the standards that we're looking for you're not going to find a hundred people that share your values. You're going to find one really. I mean, out of a hundred people, we'd probably find one. Right. And so it's a lot harder to date in this ever before. I think the path is more narrow. Maybe it just feels that way to us. Maybe it's, you know, I know it's always been that way. Biblically, whatever you get me, (laughs) but, um, It's a, it's a narrow path, which means that there's less people that we have to choose from. Whereas someone that's not a believer, they're not worried about those things. They're going to find a billion people that are like, yeah, I'll have sex. We're not going to find that. So it's going to be harder, but it is out there. And that's comes back to what you're saying, Debbie, you've got to trust God that he has a plan. He has somebody that will share your values. You can't give up just because it's hard. Just because you're not finding people like they're, all you need is one, you don't need 50 people, Mm -hmm, you know? And I think something that's also not talked about a lot. And I think that there's a lot of confusion is that, and, and, you know, people might debate this because it's not really clear, but it's not just intercourse. If you're getting sexual with people and you're doing a bunch of things, you're also going to have that attachment struggle and Mm -hmm. that struggle with you know, sticking with someone because the everything but sex is good, you know? So you have to know your boundaries with
1: that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think something too that I've been thinking about is I see a lot of um, young people getting in these relationships that end up going for like one, two, five year long relationships. They move in with a person. They're basically living like they're married, but they're not. That is not real commitment like, if someone is willing to move in with you, have sex with you, act like they're married and not actually make that promise to you for the rest of your life, that is not real commitment. And people don't really understand commitment anymore. And I'm like, this is why God said, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Not he who finds a five-year-long relationship finds a good thing. Like if you, obviously, like we were saying before, men are less likely to be emotionally attached after sex why is that because men's innate desire is to be chasing after something and be conquering something so if you give them the prize it's like oh well now i don't have to chase you anymore so i have it like why would i need to go further why would i need to commit to being your husband if i'm already getting all the benefits
2: and i think that that it's a oh sorry it's a you know like we sometimes people want to give men a bad name, but I don't think it's a conscious thing that they're like, I'm going to sleep with this girl and then break up with her when I lose interest. I genuinely think there's a lot of men that are interested in somebody. And then it just, it's just what happens. It's how we were created. You know, I don't fault them for being that way. Not that they don't need, you know, as a believer need to have self-control, you know?
1: Well, it's just like women don't, they're, they're not thinking, oh, I'll have sex with this person and I'll wake up super emotionally attached and yeah. then I'll have issues for the rest of my life. Like <laughs> I know, it's you know, trauma that I have to heal
2: from. Yay.
1: Yay. It's so fun. Like they don't think that, but that's just the way God designed us. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. Like within the right bounds, like it's a beautiful thing because that there should be that connection afterward. Like yeah. it's mm-hmm. supposed to work that way, but if yeah. you do it the wrong way, then you end up getting really, really hurt.
2: And I'll tell you what, like, you you know, there are in marriages, there's just so many things that happen, like couples will stop having sex for whatever reason. And there needs to be some emotional work done to get them back to that point. And if you're somebody that's like, yeah, well, the sex is good. And that's why I'm going to marry her. Okay. What happens when you stop having sex? You're going to cheat. If that's what Mm -hmm. you need, because you have no self-control, then you're going to cheat. and. For women, for me, the most attractive thing to me is a guy with self-control, discipline, all these things that are, you know, fruits of the spirit. Like, that's what I find attractive. If he can't keep it in his pants, what kind of issues are you going to have in your marriage? Right. You know? and, and not only that, but that infiltrates everything. If they can't control themselves with sex, how do they control themselves with food. How do they control oh, yeah. themselves when they're angry with their children? Like it just becomes. Uh-huh. It's a it's a character issue. Amen. Woo, that was good. Yeah.
1: That's good. And I actually saw this. I think I sent this to Monica. I don't know if I sent it to Dev too, but there was a story that I read the other day where this girl said she's like, I came home to my boyfriend. I brought him breakfast and found him with my with his ex after we've been dating for five years and we've been together for five years. Came home and he was with his ex. And so I blocked him on everything. He cannot contact me anymore. And everyone was like praising her. And they're like, Yeah, you're so strong. Like he shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, you shouldn't have let him use you like that for five years and given him permission to treat you like his wife without having an actual commitment for that long, because of course he's going to take advantage of you. Like, of course he's going to take you for granted. If you're not doing it, things the right way, then you can't get mad when they don't go the right way.
0: They're both at fault, but you always exactly. need to focus on your res- the What you're responsible for in the situation. Like, yes, he is responsible for, being unfaithful, but yeah, you have to be honest with yourself and like, oh well, I shouldn't have stayed with a right. guy for five years without true commitment. Exactly. And going back to you were talking a little bit earlier, and it it made me like the the concept of not true commitment. I was thinking you were saying something earlier, and it connected with something. So the other day, um, Tanner, who's friends with Jeremy and I he sent a thing to us about he was like sharing something that he learned um from second corinthians and five five and where paul in this letter is like he's talking um about our mortal body mortal bodies being swallowed up by life and he was like i'd be really interested to know about what he means in the original text as far as like the spirit being a deposit, like a down payment. Right. And I was like, well, I got you. So I started doing some digging and I found that because the original text was written in Greek. And so the word for pledge is something I can't pronounce, but it means um, engagement ring, which I thought was beautiful. So like the Holy spirit being a pledge to us is like, I'm like, man, that means, engagement ring like it is a promise like that is the commitment imagine god giving us the holy spirit and being like oh well you you don't really get eternal life but you can Mm -hmm. have that but you don't really get into the kingdom like how i don't know like how awful would that be like i don't know it's like if you commit to something then you commit like you don't i don't know i was just nothing yeah yeah I don't know. It kind of does, but doesn't connect, but it just like made me think of that. And I was like,
1: wow. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, God talks about the church as his bride and like how he loves the church and how husbands are supposed to love their wives. Like he loves the church. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, that is what every woman should be looking for in a husband is like, is he going to love you the way that Christ loves the church? And if the answer is no, if he's going to take advantage of you and if he's going to ask you to go against what God has said about you and like what you need to do, then that's not the right person for you. And so I think people need to stop like getting into relationships, like panic relationships. Cause they're like, I'll never, I'll never get in a relationship. I'm going to be single forever. I'm like that God is going to bring you the right person. If that is his will for you, like, you don't have to panic about that. Cause everything is going to happen in the right timing.
0: A big thing is you can't expect to have the perfect person either because the perfect person doesn't exist. So yeah, everyone has to focus on what you're okay with and what you're not like you as much as a man should have self self self-control and should be the leader you can't expect him to come in like if you're expecting them to be the ones to lead whether or not you guys have sex you're probably going to fail like you're probably going to have it like you have to be the one going back to earlier like that i hate that guy say the gatekeepers of sex are women but it's true like you have to have those boundaries and i'm just this is just not something that i'm going to do and then it's up to them they can choose if they're going to pursue you or not right like you can't expect them to just come in and be like we're not gonna have sex i mean that probably happens sometimes but the likeliness of that is probably very low Mm -hmm. so you have to have those strict boundaries because you know the man who loves you is going to respect and honor those boundaries
1: right and ultimately the reason you don't people don't not have sex before marriage because they're trying to like be better than other people. Like you do that because you value yourself and you understand that you're valuable to God and that he places a very high value on you and mm-hmm. says that you are worth pursuing and like you are worth loving and God mm-hmm. loves you so much. And he wants you to understand that like you are you aren't just you're not for sale like you're not your body and you are not what you've done and you're not what people have done to you like that doesn't define you so understanding how valuable you are and not giving that up to just anyone who comes by asking and offering a price like that's you're worth so much more than that so that's what it's ultimately about like it's not about trying to be better than other people
0: well think about it this way I mean the only reason that abortion is such a widespread widespread problem like it is the hugest thing like it is insane how much abortion actually happens you would think that it would be something minute but it is not unfortunately the reason that that is so big because people want to escape consequences for their actions and there's a simple solution quit having sex yeah Mm -hmm. like if anything at the very least if you want if you don't don't do it so that you don't have to suffer the consequences of it well, yes. People don't get that. They think it's like,
2: oh, it's my right to have sex. Okay, well, then you're going to get pregnant. Like, that's what
0: happens. And then, yeah, you might get an abortion. Begin the- and then guess what? Then there's a whole nother can of worms because nobody wants to talk about the psychological damage that happens from women who get abortions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And we should do an entire episode on that maybe. Oh, the next yeah. Time.
0: yeah, we could have, Absolutely. My girl- could have my girl Sam on. She would love that. She's a- uh, Let's do it. She's awesome. She's really good. Um, with pro-life arguments and just talking about facts and things like that. And that's, that's one that nobody wants to talk about. So mm-hmm. yeah. it'd be a good one. But. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many that we'll save this for the episode, but there's so many people that are pressured into abortions, you know, and, and no one talks about that. It's crazy. I know Doctors, I've, I've worked you- with so many women that are so regretful and in pain and it was, Nine times out of 10, someone else pressuring them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Doctors, like that's what disgusts me the most. Ugh. But yes, we will have to say. Conversation
1: save. for another time. Yes, we'll
0: have to say that for another episode. But <laughs> So don't
2: have sex or you will get pregnant and die.
0: <laughs> that wraps
1: it up for today. Sex,
0: you will get cooties.
1: You will get cooties. Boys have cooties.
0: don't have sex because you are valuable and you are worth more than having to suffer the consequences because at the end of the day you have to live with the pain Mm
1: -hmm. so you have to decide are you willing to live with the consequences
0: right you have to weigh out those pros and cons and be real with yourself and if you're someone who claims that they trust god then really face yourself with that. Do you trust him or not? Yeah. You know, if you do, then your, your behavior is going to reflect that. Not saying that it's an easy thing to do, but you have to, you have to come to the end of yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. So,
2: and if you're in a relationship already where you're having sex, you can stop. You know, I think that a lot of people think, well, we already did this, but you know, God, God can redeem your relationship. God can bless your relationship, but you got
0: to be obedient. Right, mm-hmm.
1: there is always forgiveness, so it's never, never think that you're beyond that because there's nothing you can ever do to make God stop loving you.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like you know when you have a cheat day, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh well, I already ate a donut, so I'm gonna eat this pop tart." Oh well, I already had a donut and a pop tart, so I'm just gonna eat this cake, you know. Yeah. And then you wake That's up, and, calories later. <laughs> yeah, and then that that piles up and then eventually you're extremely overweight and feel terrible about yourself. It's the same thing here, but spiritually. Oh, well we already did it. So you might as well keep doing it. And eventually you're so spiritually in the hole that you just feel terrible about yourself. So you can stop eating the donut and you can start exercising and you can feel better. And this is the no different. You can stop having sex. You can start walking in trust and obedience and self-value. And you'll start to develop confidence. Oh, my and gosh. The amount of confidence that you will gain from that, y'all. That Let's just talk about that to end this. Because that, I'm telling you, I when I started becoming the gatekeeper of sex, my guys, your girl just blossomed with confidence. I was like, who this? <laughs> who is this girl? Like I started valuing, like actually valuing myself. And I was like, you know, I don't have to settle. Like I get to mm-hmm. decide who's going to have access to me, who's going right. to be in my life. And they have to be top tier, my guy. And then they got married and i am live in my best life. So do it right. because it works. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just respect yourself
1: and understand like you are very valuable, like, and there's nothing that can take that away from you but also don't just sell yourself short because someone is like interested in you. It's not worth it.
2: Well, also if you're in a relationship already and you say, Hey, I don't think we should have sex anymore. You know, I want to wait till we're married. And that person says, I can't do that. What does that tell you about them? What does that tell them tell you about their love for you? Right. It's not, it's well, not I, have a lot of
1: girls, I have a lot of girls ask me and I, I actually just had one um she was like i feel like she's like me and my boyfriend have been having sex but i want to honor god and i don't want to anymore so what should i tell him i was like tell him you don't want to do it and you want to honor god and if he is really high character and if he really does care about you then he will respect that and he'll stop doing it because he loves you and because he wants to honor god with you and if he doesn't do that then he's not the one for you because you deserve someone who has high character
2: yeah amen and and Boom. it's not just not having sex anymore. sometimes you have to change a lot of things that you're doing, you know, not having sleepovers and certain things that are too tempting, mm-hmm. spending a little less time together, things like that, spending more time around friends and it it does take a lot of effort to change your relationship if you went from doing that to not,
0: mm-hmm. but it's possible, and if you mess up, then start over mm-hmm. right. Awesome. Well, if any of the listeners happen to be experiencing something and they need to chat or talk about it, I know that me, Dev, my DMs are always open. Feel free to talk about it. I don't Mm -hmm. want to speak for Christiana and Monica. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mine are open, especially any girls who are struggling with this. I try not to message with guys very often, but we can point you in the direction of a good guy. So if you're a man and you're listening to this and you need help, we will point you in the direction of a man who can help
0: you.
2: And if you send us anything creepy, we'll block you.
0: Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we are liberal. The only sense of liberal we have we in a block are- button. Thank you for tuning in with Girls Gone Bible in a world gone wild. To learn more about this podcast, connect with our hosts or submit topic recommendations for future episodes. Check out girlsgonebible.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Circle of Grace, an online membership community for women who value marriage, family, and freedom in a society that prioritizes I instead of we.